0: This is the Living Clean Podcast. This podcast is not meant to replace meetings, sponsorship, step work, or service. This podcast is meant to be another tool in your recovery toolbox. Our guests are here to share their experience, strength, and hope with recovery through Narcotics Anonymous. Thank you for joining us. All right, welcome back to the Living Clean Podcast. This is season number two, actually. This is the first episode in the new season. We just completed season one. Uh, So we're looking forward to a new year. Uh, We're going to continue where we left off uh, from last season. Prior to uh, me doing the, you know, sort of the end of the year roundup episode, Uh, we're going to go into um, IP... Let me see. Is that number 16, I believe, for the newcomer? And <clears throat> this IP is fairly simple as you go through it. It's um in which, like we were talking just a minute ago, it should be simple because it's uh aimed at giving the newcomer some information about the fellowship. Kind of tells us about us being a nonprofit fellowship of society and men and women. Um, you know, it goes on to Uh, break down each of the steps um, and then a little bit past that it talks about you know recovery doesn't stop with just being clean kind of gives you an outlook on there's more to all this rather than just abstinence and so on and so forth but anyways so since we have this uh, IP up today What I've decided to do is I've asked some people who are fairly new uh, in recovery to join me, and um, I had some folks on our Facebook page. Um, I had them write out some questions that they'd like to ask the newcomer, and I'll have some questions myself, and then we'll just go from there. So the first thing we'll do is I will have – the first person who wants to introduce themselves, introduce themselves, share their clean date, and give their home group a shout-out.
1: Uh, I'm Josiah. I'm an addict. Uh, my clean date is 11-22-2023. And the shout-out goes out to uh, the Dark Side of the Moon home group based here in uh Wall, Tennessee.
0: All right. Thank you, Josiah. Who else we got?
2: Got uh, Nicholas here. I am an addict. And my clean date is twelve oh eight twenty twenty three, 2023 And my home group is newcomers.
0: All right. All right, fellas. Well, I, I appreciate you guys coming on here with me and doing this. And what we'll do is I'll just start with um, Josiah. And then we'll go back and forth and We'll ask you. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you some questions from the Facebook page that people wrote in. Uh, yeah. One of the first ones uh, that was asked was about attraction. So all they put was attraction. This comes from Jimmy G. So I guess I'll add a little bit to that. What what was the attraction? to the fellowship for you?
1: Uh, Josiah Addicts, man, honestly, man, it was a lot of it was just the welcoming nature of the rooms when I first got there, man. I, uh, I came into this, this fellowship, you know, uh, broken um, and uh, you know, there's still parts of my life that are, that are broken. Uh, For sure. And that's a process. I understand that. But just the welcoming nature of the room, um, the fact that there were people smiling um, and cutting up and laughing. Um, At the point I came into the room man, I haven't I hadn't smiled or laughed in a very long time. Uh, And then just the camaraderie that was felt in the room uh, from the folks that, uh, you know, came up and introduced themselves to me right off the rip. Uh, the hugs were, uh, definitely a little awkward at first. Uh, that's, uh, something I'm not, wasn't really used to, uh, but quickly I became used to that, man. And, you know, uh, and and so that, that's pretty much, uh, that's pretty like, I, I felt welcome and warm when I stepped into the rooms.
0: Awesome. Well, let's just follow up that question with Nick, Nick, how, what kind of attracted you to the program?
2: It, it <laughs> neck addict. It was actually it. It was, it was the vibes that I got, and the stories, and the connections that everybody shared. Not knowing that, that, or knowing that I wasn't the only one going through these feelings and these experiences that I've had in in my addiction and in my life. Um, so it, it was just, it was just the connections. It was just the good vibes and, and, and it was just the happiness that, that, that came along with it after too. Like everybody felt so, looked so relieved and so happy afterwards sharing, um, that that's, I felt that.
0: Yeah, I got you. Uh, very similar to me. I will be honest, I thought that the people in there were full of shit when I first heard <laughs> that, these people, <clears throat> that these people were drug addicts and had been through what I had been through, but yet they felt so good about themselves, and they loved each other, and I just thought, well, what's the catch here? What are these people using? They found some way, some chemical that they can use and somehow sustain this shit, but I come to find out that it was legitimate, man. So, <clears throat>
2: hey,
0: so
1: I've, so I, I, I can't lie. Some of that came through my head sitting there the first time through the meeting, too. I'm sure you it know. did. Right. You know, like, like watching the, watching the bullshit emoji float out of people's mouths. You know, I could visualize bullshit today. And, you know, so, hey, it, it's good, though.
0: Yeah. So that'll, that'll bring us, right into our next question uh matt w and tony uh h kind of had similar questions uh of course matt was asking what you found attractive but also he follows up to ask what you didn't like and then tony kind of says have you seen or heard anything that made you uncomfortable and made you wanted to leave do you feel safe do you feel comfortable
2: josiah addict um
1: wow, it's been definitely a roller coaster man it has its ebbs and flows man there was uh and it's it, it's kind of uh unique that if we're having this uh podcast today there was a uh, there was some stuff going on and, uh you know uh between the two two home groups here in here in Holwell, our town and Um, Some people felt that there was some disunity going on, um, and the vibe, you know, uh, having two home groups has been kind of uh, uneasy uh, for the last couple weeks, and uh, a lot of people had some feelings about it, and uh, so I I wouldn't say completely uncomfortable, uh, but definitely you could tell that there there was vibes in the room. Now... With that being said, that was just recently and that for me personally has passed. I, 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 you know, I know N.A. can survive without me, but I cannot survive without N.A. Today. So I am, you know, focused on my recovery and I am an addict who needs recovery. And the more recovery options I have, the better for me. Um, but as far as uh, I, some people... And um, it, it, I understand people and they got lives and they're going through stuff. And um, but some people sometimes are, you know, a little clicky in the rooms. And I think that's probably in every room. I think that, uh, you know, you get clean um, with some folks that have similar experiences or you come in, you know, at the same time with folks and, and you tend to to lean in uh, to those folks maybe a little more. Uh, I know that there are certain people that I share things with uh, in the rooms and outside the rooms that I don't share with everybody. Uh, they tell me that I have to share everything, but I don't have to share everything with one person, right? So I need to broaden my network and 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 talk to other addicts about stuff. Uh, but you know, sometimes and I like I said, I, I don't put it past anybody. It's just um, it's one of those things that uh, I I've never felt completely uncomfortable in the room. So. Um that's all I got on that.
0: Gotcha. Nick, what about you? Oh, Um,
2: okay. Um tr- truthfully, um there's only been a couple of times that I felt uncomfortable. Um and it it mostly had to do with myself. Right. It, it had to do with what I was thinking and that that I thought people were judging me as, Mm -hmm. as I was talking. And as I was, as I was explaining myself, I, I, I felt like there was a lot of, um, 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 yeah, judgmental. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. It was, it was me. It was, it it was the fact that I have, I have this big, um, (laughs) big thing and um that that I am working on because in the end of the at the end of the day when I leave those rooms I do feel safe those rooms are supposed to make you feel safe they are supposed to make you feel comfortable when you are spilling your guts and putting everything that you know everything on the line you know and and yeah, it just, it, at the end of the day, when I leave, I do feel safe and I do feel comfortable. So,
0: yes. That's good. You know, so many people are going to be able to relate to what you guys are sharing, you know, like uh, those feelings are not, are not unique. Um, You know, so many people have, have felt that way, especially about, feeling like you know you kind of put yourself on an island when you open up and you're vulnerable in front of a bunch of people and i'll tell you for me it was hard for me not to think everybody in the room was kind of like me because i do like i have been known to judge a motherfucker about <laughs> you don't <laughs> you know? say uh, no yeah. yeah yeah but what i found out is um there's less of that going on than, than I could possibly have believed when I was brand new, uh, that people actually grow past, you know, uh, get past that point, and especially if you're doing what you're supposed to do.
1: Well, there you go. All right.
0: All right. Let's roll into our next question. This comes from my man DM. So what literature have you been reading? Basic text, IPs, it works sound why, et cetera. What's some what's some literature you've been reading?
1: Uh, I'm Josiah. I'm an addict. Uh definitely the basic text. Uh, I have also uh the uh the living clean. Um been reading a little reading some in that, the how it works and why. Man, at this point, I want as much knowledge about um my my dis-ease is, is possible. And, I, I like, I want to get down to the root cause. That's why I'm here, you know? I'm down, like, like I want to get down to the root cause of why I do what I do. What makes my brain, my addict brain, tick the way it does? Why do I have that obsessive nature? You know, why do I want to go out and do fucking fucked up shit and without thought of, you know, the uh, thought of the fucking consequence? You know, why why do I want to be so self-centered in nature that I'm going to take everybody else down around, you know, that's something for me. And so the more that I can get my hands on man, the better for me. Um, I'll tell you what, the step working guides, um, I know that, you know, um, before those came about, uh, you know, our, our predecessors were just working straight out of the, straight out of the basic text, but those things, man, those things get in depth, um, I've actually uh, got to experience uh, both the green and gold and the basic text or the uh, back to basics uh workbooks and they're both just really good man they they uh they definitely hit on those questions and if you take the time to just answer answer the questions honestly and sit with the questions before you answer them um it it I find relief in the step work man I actually um I, I make it a point to to try to keep myself in some sort of step work every day. And that there's that just kind of works for me and and what I and what, you know and what I'm doing. So man, the more I can get the better, bro.
0: <laughs> All right, Nick, what about you? Oh, okay.
2: Um so yes, I have been reading the basic texts. Um I do the daily reflections. I um just I have for uh, just for j- today. Just for today, sorry. <laughs> I'm glad he's not a sober, bro. Clean, man. It's clean. Clean. Um, Yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I will, I will be, I will be honest. I don't read as much as I would like to because I just, it's, it's me. I'm, I'm still figuring out a lot of stuff in my head and the, the, there's a lot of fog still left in there that I'm trying to um, sort through, because um, a fellow addict s- helped me help me see that I I have a lot of stuff in me right now, physically and mentally that I I haven't been able to actually absorb any new stuff really like it's only some things have been able to stick with me and and stick out that 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 have been drilled into my head and i am i'm trying to i am truly trying to figure out how to let some things go so i can fit more knowledge and more more things into 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 myself and to my mind and into uh my body and spiritual um uh connection yes i think
0: yeah. yes <laughs> i don't know you know sometimes it comes slowly over a period of time that's what they tell us uh yeah but you know the the literature is really man it's uh it's it's one of the things that I could relate with the most when I first got here, even outside of the people, the literature was like, man, how do they know all this? It was, it was, it was mind boggling to me. And you brought up, Josiah brought up the step working guide and those little tidbits in between the sections of the step working guide. Yes. Man, those are incredible.
1: They hit every time, man.
0: <laughs> man. Yeah. My, I just had to quit highlighting out of that book because it's, it's, it's all highlighted. Man, it's, I uh, found, for me, that's
1: what my, uh, the, the, how it works and why is like, I started man. highlighting and I'm like, man, I'm just going to like circle the whole page. Cause like all of it, you know?
0: Yeah. I agree, man. All right. Rolling right along. I love this name off, uh, from this next question. Grateful peanut. Asked, <laughs> What sayings helped the most in their recovery?
1: Oh, man. Josiah attic. Wow. Man, there's so many of them, and you hear them, like, you almost get to a point where you're sick of hearing them, but you know they're the, the, the repetitive nature of them means that they've been around for a minute and they work, <laughs> you know? So uh, keep it simple, stupid, because I tend to overthink things and overanalyze things. Uh, Let go and let God uh, definitely have uh, been able to develop more of a personal relationship with a God of my understanding today um, that I I understand sometimes I don't understand. Uh, Hmm. You know, uh, let go, let God. Easy does it. You know, Uh, these, man, I'm telling you, man, they're, they're the like the 7 you know 711 sayings man the shit you see on bumper stickers it, it, it's like they like they made it to a bumper sticker for a reason right so it was oh, like
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah
1: those ones man like, like like those ones for me are the ones that kind of stick out to me uh you know keep coming back it works if you work it you know uh just stuff like just for today you know cuz all i have is just 24 hours you Self. know you know Anyway, that's what those are the ones that stick out to me.
0: Nick, you got anything that stick out to you, man? Um, <laughs> he took all the good ones. He, I, he, yeah, I know. <laughs> he, he, he took
2: all of them. Like he took, he literally took all of them. And it, it, I mean, there, there, there are more, but those ones are the ones that you first hear about constantly at the very beginning. That's what I. That's what I heard. That's what what my counselor drilled into me that's 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 what i kept saying to myself every time i walked into the self (laughs) you know it was it's it's yeah that those were the first ones that 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 honestly got drilled into to 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 our my head my head too was was all of that um so yeah yeah josiah got to so I got it on a dot. I'm like blanking here. I'm like, Oh, what do I say? Now?
0: <laughs> it's uh, it, it's interesting. As you will go through life after hearing those day in and day out, how many times, as soon as you're faced with a problem, a lot of times one of those uh, sayings will just pop right up into your head.
1: Absolutely. It's um, like the program, the program's alive, you know, yeah. that's what it comes down to for me is that it, it becomes ingrained. And it becomes alive and it's not something that I'm doing like, man, it's like almost muscle memory, man. You know, it's just like when, um, when I'm, when I'm spiritually fit, let me throw that in there. (laughs) When I'm spiritually fit, it comes easy. When I'm not, it it can be a challenge to get to that place sometimes.
0: Gotcha. Well, let's roll (laughs) right on. Uh, Donald B. Asked how had they heard about NA before attending their first meeting,
1: uh, Josiah addict. Uh, well, I'm not new to the recovery rooms. Uh, 2012, I I, uh, uh, I spent some time in a you know one of our predecessor programs, and uh, so I was familiar with it. But at that time, um, I identified only as an alcoholic. Not an addict. And uh it wasn't until uh I got some more knowledge of the disease of addiction um that I in fact was an addict and that I have been operating with an addict brain um pretty much my whole entire life. And uh everything I've done in my life has been obsessive, you know, and then I have, you know, obviously the compulsive, you know, uh you know. Uh, the compul the, the compulsive actions that I don't really think about, uh, you know, the consequences and shit, and then it becomes all about me. So I, you know, that's uh, that's how I got introduced to it.
2: You know, um, yeah, that's pretty much how I got introduced to it.
0: <laughs> what about you, Nick? Oh wow, um, so. Um like when's the first I, time you I, ever I, I heard I, about narcotics?
2: So, okay, yeah. So I did I, I never really got introduced to it. I I knew about it when I was 16 years old. I got put on probation and I had to do classes at Centerstone. And they did, they did put me at a couple of and I had to do two weeks worth of NA classes, and I didn't know anything about it and where I went to it was very small. It was about five people, six people. It was very small. And I did about two weeks when when I was 16. And I just had to get that done with and then do do six months at Centerstone for classes there. So I, I knew about it. I just didn't know until I came here the 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 extent the the worldwide the the feeling of it that when you go and 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 all of that yeah i just i didn't know anything about it cuz i was i was a teenager when i was when i first heard about it and so yeah
0: <laughs> all right let's you, roll on into the uh, you want to know how i first heard about it
1: yeah what's that how's that um, that's
0: that's that's them drug classes my dad used to go to. That's what I. Thought. That's when I first heard about NA. You mean the NA drug classes, those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I used to tell everybody, yeah, my dad, my dad had started chairing meetings, and I said, yeah, oh yeah, my dad runs the drug classes down there. <laughs> I <don't> like it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. All right. Let's move on to our next question. It said, uh, okay, so Ryan N asked, what makes y'all want to stay? Okay.
2: So what makes me wanna stay is the fact when I when I came here, I I was physically broken. I was mentally broken. I I I was scared without even knowing how scared I was. I I was an ant. I I felt like an ant waiting to be squished. And I I just I needed I I wanted all I knew is I wanted and I needed something different. I wanted to feel again, I wanted to to be confident again and, and And this right here is what is giving me the confidence is what is giving me the, the feeling back is what's, is what's pulling the blinds over my, you know, relieving all that, all that headache behind, behind my eyes. And it's just this, this has given me so much more than the, the, the last, 15 years that my addiction has given, you know, that I went through with my addiction. So it, yes, it's, it's that, that's what it, that's what it's given to me is, is, is making me feel like I am a person. I am somebody. So yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Josiah.
1: I think for me, um, Man, the ability today to sit in a room and be comfortable in my own skin was something that I was searching for my whole life. Um, you know, even with some... You know, I had some time before, and it wasn't... I always felt like there was something missing. I was never quite comfortable in my own skin. Um, the ability today to just be me just to be the truest, most authentic person that I can be for myself today, man, I I can show up for myself today. You know, I'm beginning to love myself today. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm beginning to like who I see in the mirror every day. Um, Those intangible things. Now, of course, I mean, if you would have asked me four days before Thanksgiving of last year, did I think sitting here 97 days removed from putting something in my body was possible? I would have told you hell no. You know, I always was searching for that, that something to change the way I feel because I just wasn't comfortable in my own skin. Um, so to sit here today and to be able to have open conversations like this and even have an inkling of who the fuck I am today, like that brings me that man, like like those things. And then you like I said, you throw some of the tangible things in there, man, you know? Um just a sense of peace today that I have. Um, that I'm not running from myself anymore. Um and, and the, the rooms of NA, the sponsorship, the step work, uh, my fellow addicts, they all help with that on a daily basis. Um, that's why
2: I stay.
0: Yeah, so this uh, this next question, I kind of want to – I'll ask it a different way for you, Josiah, because the question is from Eric Emmerich. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Emmerich. It's Emmerich, not Eric. Emmerich L. asks, why do you choose NA, and what are you wanting to get out of it? So I'm going to ask you, Josiah – and look, I you guys can be honest about why you you, you chose NA. You didn't really have much of a choice. <laughs> uh, but well, it's funny you say that. I want to I, I want to ask you, being part of both fellowships, not not necessarily that we're knocking the other fellowship, but what did, what are the differences, and why do you like NA? Oh
1: man, so it's funny that you say that. Um, because I was offered, um, both AA and NA, uh, or NA when I was actually here in here at rehab. Um, I had a, uh, I had a fellow that was willing to drive me to AA meetings if I wanted to go to AA instead of NA. Um, having had some experience in the rooms of AA and, uh, and then, you know, coming into, uh starting to learn more about na or narcotics anonymous um for me the all the all-inclusive nature of what na offers uh as opposed to what aa offers today is what keeps me um wanting to do in uh, narcotics anonymous over over aa um like i shared a second ago you know Um, heavily involved, uh, in my time with AA on all different levels, service levels. And, uh, but I always felt like there was something missing and it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't until my experience, uh, here at uh, Buffalo Valley, um, over the course of the latter part of last year, uh, it really unlocked a lot of doors for me, um, I remember coming in and I was identifying as an alcoholic when I got here because I thought alcohol was my only problem. Uh, and through learning more about the disease of addiction and what all that encompassed, man, I was sitting there down there like my first weekend and I'm identifying as alcoholic, alcoholic, alcoholic. And I think my seventh day I was reading, a, you know, one of the readings at one of our nighttime meetings and, Josiah Addict came out of my mouth man and I tell you what I felt like this fucking weight was just lifted off my shoulders man I felt like I put the golden key into the fucking door and it swung open and it said come on come on in come on you know Um, I also had some experience uh, in the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous where they were very non welcoming to addicts and for me Anybody trying to do anything different with their life, I don't give a shit what you identify as, man. If you want to come in there and you know, and I get it, it, it you know, there, there's traditions and standards and you know protocols for these meetings. I get it, but if you're in the rooms and you're trying to do something different with your life, man, come on, bro. Um, and so, so some of that all inclus- all inclusivity that NA offers over and uh, Alcoholics Anonymous is what keeps me working in a narcotics anonymous program as opposed to the other.
0: Gotcha. Well, Nick, I'll, I'll ask you the follow-up question. What are you wanting to get out of this?
2: I I, I am wanting to get out of this by... Um, I'm sorry. I don't know why I said that. It's all good. I want... Take your time, man. It's all good. Yeah, Um. I, I, I want... I, I want a life. I want to be able to look back. And I know that right now you're not supposed to... No future, no past, no... But when we do get... To that, that moment in our lives that's going to be in the future and we're able to look back. I want to be able to smile. I want to be able to be like, yes, I lived a good life, okay, that I came and I conquered and I did everything that I could and I am happy. I, I want to be genuinely happy. Um, I... I I just, I want, I want to be, I want to be clean. I don't, I don't want to go through what I've, what I've been through. I don't want to, Um, I, I just, I just want to, I want to be, I want to be simple. I just want, I just want it to be simple. I want to, I want to live a simple life and, and deal with problems simply and go through life with, with, with a, with a normal outlook instead of obsession and overthinking constantly and, and fearing and, (coughs) and always fighting. And, uh, you know, I just, I want, I want something that is that this, that, that I've seen from other people in the rooms and around me that, that it's just something, it's just something that they have that I seen in their eyes. I seen the way they look and and talk and walk and, and, and it's just, it's, it's, I, I, I want that. I want that.
0: Fantastic answer, man. Cause I agree. It's <laughs> exactly what I want, man. I just want to live. I want to be a part of, this big thing that's going on, whatever it is out in the world. I just want to be, I want to be able to have my place in it and do my part. And uh-huh. uh, I, I i relate with you 100%, man. <laughs> All right. So next question comes from my man, Chris F. So what was shared at your first meeting uh, that kept you coming back? And we've kind of talked about what kept you coming back. So, What are some things that you heard shared at a meeting that that really, you know, opened your eyes or stuck out to you or, you know, something that, you know, was instrumental in your recovery?
2: (laughs) So, (laughs) so, so my very first meeting and, and (laughs) my fellow addict was, was right next to me. And I said the most, I I said the most, (laughs) I I can't say it like, it was, it was, it was something that I shouldn't have said. And when he, when he told me that, you know, um, maybe I should put the, take the cottons out of my ears and put it in my mouth. It was more like, uh, it was, it was, it was like, it it wasn't like, it, it didn't like hurt me or anything. It was like, I am going to come back and, and be able to, to, to show that I can, I can actually like.
0: Put a few pieces every... together. Yeah.
2: Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, <Yeah>. was it, <laughs> that, it, that. <laughs> That was the one thing that stuck out to me that made me like want to come back to the meetings because, I mean, I've, I have seen I've seen multiple people, you know, mess up their, you know, mess up the way they're talking and their their process of thinking. and And it was, you know, people, people like let them, they let them. And that that to me, you know what I mean? Like it was it was it was different. Like it was not something that that anybody that I was ever around before would ever be like. What the fuck? <laughs> you know? What I mean? And then like, but but yeah, it was it was it, it, that stuck out to me. Is is what is is what I messed up in. <laughs> What I messed up in is what what stuck out to me.
1: Gotcha, man. May, may, to be completely one hundred percent honest, I can't remember what was said. Yeah, I, I I was so enthralled with the moment of man, but I can tell you the feeling I had. Um, man, the feeling of home, bro. The feeling of finally finding. My people, the finally um, you spoke about it briefly finding finding a place where I was just gonna be part of, like uh, I remember everything that everybody said that night in that room. It felt like the the meeting was there just for me, like I related with whatever everything, and I kept sitting there thinking after everybody shared um man, that's so me, man that's so me." Shit, I think that way, man. I used to use drugs that way, you know, and so like 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 I said, I can't specifically tell you a detail of what was said, but I can tell you how I felt, and that just like this that that I finally found that missing piece that I had been looking for um for a long time, and that I was home, man, and you know, home for me today is not a it's not a place man it's not a physical place it's just it's a feeling it's a So feeling of love and a feeling of support and a feeling of caring people around me um, and those things. Uh, So that's the best I can do for that.
0: Yeah. Kind of reminds me of the water boy right home and where you make it. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, So my man, Chase P asked what reservations do you have about the NA program? And I know a lot of people, you know, like, the whole commitment to I got to do this for the rest of my life and a bunch of that jazz. I know what mine was. What do you mean? I can't have a relationship for a year. <laughs> well, you and I, you, you and I, buddy personally touched on that earlier, and
1: you know, earlier in the day, you know? Yeah. Uh, but uh, that moment has passed as of right now, but uh, for now, maybe tomorrow will be different. I don't know. Right. Uh, but for me, um, Man, the biggest one, the biggest one that I had um was when uh so I've already lost uh all my grandparents. I've already lost uh uh my real father and my stepfather and my mom's the only one left. And uh she's in full-blown addiction and and she's 70 75 years old and she's not going to change. And uh initially coming in to these rooms and and starting to work through the steps, I mean, that was my biggest one. That uh, biggest reservation is, man, when Mama dies, I, I, I'm gonna get lit because that's that's what I know to do with those feelings of pain and discomfort. You know, I I know what to do with those because I've done, uh, you know, I, I've suppressed those for so long over the course of my life that um, I, I know what to do. I know how to get that relief. But I can tell you this today, as I sit here, um, we recently attended a. Uh, the Out of the Darkness Into the Light convention down at Decatur, and it was fantastic. It was an experience I'll never forget. But when we did the the walk across down there, and they asked the question, are you holding any reservations right now? And about half the room walked to the middle, man. Dude, when I got to the middle and I embraced another attic on the other side of the room, man, I left that reservation in that fucking hotel fucking ballroom, bro. That thing, like, man, I don't have, like, at this very moment, for this day, I don't have any reservations, man. I, I am, that may change tomorrow, but I try to keep this on, a, I try to keep this in this 24 hours, and that's what works for me. Um, that's what I was told. That's what I've been shown. Um, you know, I fellow addicts or I might be higher than giraffe pussy tomorrow. I don't know. But for today, I don't have to get high and, you know, um, I'm grateful in the morning. I'm thankful when I go to sleep and whatever the shit sandwiches in between, man, guess what? I've got tools and people around me today to deal with those things. Um, So currently, um, just in the short amount of time that I've been here, man, I've been able to to work through that, that my biggest reservation about this, you know, about this pro earth for this program so that's just kind of my experience with that
0: i'm glad you brought the p word into this family show man way to go oh i didn't realize it was a family show i'm just playing i'm just man playing. man drug addicts cuss. i didn't know drug addicts cuss bro i'm sorry
1: <laughs> i'm really not but, you know <laughs> what a
0: nick what about you man uh any reservations
2: Um, Yes, I do, actually. Um, My biggest reservation is that am I going to be able to keep the friendships and relationships that I've had in the past that are also still in addiction? Or, yeah, that... that, Am I going to have to fully move on from those friendships and relationships to keep myself fully clean and, and, and sane. Um, or, or can I make up enough boundaries to where I can keep doing this for the rest of my life? Um, that, that is, that is my biggest reservation because again, I, what, what, um, Uh, Josiah said, um, I also have a mom in active addiction and I love my mom dearly. I call her every single night and, um, I don't, I'm a mama's boy. I don't want to lose her. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I don't, I can't, I physically can't be around her right now because I don't trust myself. At this very moment, I am still early on in recovery and um, doing this program and I, I still do have people that I love dearly and I care about dearly, but they are still in active addiction. So I am. Yeah, I have a that. That is my biggest reservation is that do I have to cut all ties off from the people that I have known that weren't all bad but they are bad for me now i don't i don't know how to say that
0: no it it makes perfect sense uh i can share a little bit of experience with you because i grew up in this small town that i've also gotten clean in you know where everybody knows everybody Mm -hmm. and uh When I first got clean, I only knew one side of this town, really. Like, I knew a a lot of people, but, you know, as far as friendships, what I would consider friends or people that I cared about, they were all still in active addiction. And very similar to you, man. Like, I I struggled with that. But what I found out is over time, that that seemed to work itself out. Uh, Those people kind of did the work for me because... Just like me, like I don't want to spend a bunch of time around people that are clean while I'm using. Like the fuck, <laughs> yeah. I gotta look at you and feel guilty while I'm sitting here getting high. Or like get higher, get out. You know what I right. mean? Like right. so, eventually, you know, that kind of worked itself out. I didn't have to distance myself from them. They kind of, they kind of did that for me. Uh, now, as far as if I see them. I run into them. Do I run the other way? Hell no. Like I usually go up and give them a hug and just let them experience some love. And, you know, we're probably not going to go back to my house and hang out. But I don't act like they've got the plague. You know what I mean? Like I, I see myself in them. Like I, uh, my heart hurts for them. And, and I just, you know, I continue to pray for them and hope you know, hope that when they get ready, they know where to turn to. And I think a lot of the people that I use with do, because I've had several reach out and that, and that's, what's pretty cool. And, you know, I'm here today because somebody in my family was the first one that ever got clean. Had that not happened, we never didn't even know anything about any type of recovery or any of that shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so there, it took one person and my family to get clean that allowed several of us to get clean. So you never know, man. You may be the shining light for people <laughs> around you. You know, like feel- it's not yep. guaranteed, but it's possible.
2: Never thought of it like that.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, let's roll on. Yeah. So this one actually comes from my sponsor, man. My sponsor done got in on the question. This comes from Uh-oh. TMS. And he, and what he's asking here, his question says, do the older members make you feel uncomfortable? Well, what he's talking about is do members with a lot of clean time make you feel uncomfortable? Do they feel unapproachable? Uh, do you struggle with kind of putting them up on a pedestal? Or, like, do you feel like them guys really don't want to talk to me or girls or whatever, you know? Um, what's your thoughts on that? Hey, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes.
0: Yes. <laughs>
2: Right out the gate. Yes. Um, um, I, 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 I know many of, of the, uh, the, the guys that have a lot of clean time in my group and, and looking at them and seeing them, it, it, it gives me like, it it does, it makes me, makes me very anxious You know, it makes me uh, it makes me feel like um, if I do go up to them, I need to I need to say the right things at the right time or or it'd be like wasting their time. You know what I mean? Like, I I just (laughs) I yeah, I just um, I mean, I'm a very I'm a very uh, nervous person in nature anyway. But um, yeah, there there are there are a few of them that, that I still have, have problems with, with going up to them, even though, even though they, they look at me and say, Hey, but not give me a hug yet. Cause they know that we're not at the hugging terms and you know, <laughs> they'll, they'll fist bump me sometimes because they know we're not at the, the hugging terms, you know? So, so it's, it's, it's baby steps, it's baby steps. And I do, I respect I res- I, I do see that and I respect that they are giving me time to, to get, to get used to them. So I don't have to be, be afraid or be, uh, be worried, um, of, of anything like that. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> um, because I know you're not unique in that feeling. No. <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Man, I, I tell you what, man. Um, I've seen both sides of this very much similar to Nick, but I also like I've seen certain members with some time. They have a certain air about them, you know, like they're holier than thou. Like they just walk around, like they've got this thing figured out and that they're untouchable by the disease of addiction. Um, And that, you know, but I've also seen it on the flip side because I've been able to have conversations with some So some guys with some time and man, I know and realize that they have the same 24 hours that I do and that they are, if they say it or they don't, they still got problems and they still have struggles and they still have, I mean, I was on the phone with uh, my grand sponsor earlier this week, and and you can't get the man off the phone. You know, sometimes he just talks and, and, uh, but at the end of our conversations, he always, uh, he always, uh, he always thanks me for um for taking the time to call him because he didn't know that you know that he needed to talk to me today you know and so but I never know what wisdom that the guys with some time are gonna gonna throw out there if I don't actually have a conversation with them um i don't have a problem asserting myself into a situation uh that's just a person the nature of the person that I am um and that's just come from years of uh Man, I've worked in a restaurant, the restaurant business for 30 plus years, bro. So, um, man, like. I don't put anybody, like I I try not to put people on a pedestal. Unfortunately, there are times that I have and then I I'm, and then I'm bitten by that uh, resentment, uh, expectation versus reality. And I forget that uh, that addicts are just human beings as well sometimes, too. Um, well human beings first um, addicts second and uh, so I've been bitten by that before in the past and so I'm you know I try to protect myself against that unfortunately it doesn't happen all the time uh, but no I mean I, like I said I, I've seen members uh, that have great humility with a lot of years and I've seen members that have a lot of pride and ego with a lot of years so I've seen both sides of that coin
0: yeah. you know I can this, this question or takes me back to when I was brand new, there was a guy that had 40 plus years. Wow. And I would always share in a meeting about how great he was and how awesome. And I wanted to be just like him. And I couldn't wait to have, you know, decades clean. (laughs) And he came up to me one night after that. And he's like, man, I, I'm grateful for what you're saying and I appreciate it. But when you put me on a pedestal, you rob me of the recovery that I'm chasing too. And, uh, you know, huh. none of us can live up to that, to what we as newcomers look at somebody with 40 years, we put them up on the, like nobody can live up to that. Um, and what I found out is, these guys and girls with all this time when you go up and you have conversations with them a lot of times you find out exactly why they have so much time it's because they never have forgotten who they are and what they are and like I i tell this story all the time about the first convention i went to like all these guys with this like i was looking at those guys on the basket basket and girls and i was like man they're not even approachable you know they like, like like got like this glow to them you know all these years but shit when i get to know them it's like damn y'all just as fucked up as i am yeah i experienced that too this past year it's like <laughs> whoa <laughs> and I think the more you do that and the more you spend time with them, like the key is spending time with them, and they will knock themselves off the pedestal and make you feel like, holy shit, we are all in this together. Like they need me as much, if not more, than I need them. And when, and, and another thing I think about is, is that principle of anonymity, right? Like we are all on the same playing field. Like us is, I keep saying us as newcomers, I still consider myself new, uh, compared to somebody with 40 years, I'm brand new. Yeah. Yeah. So, but us as newcomers, we want to be thought of, the same way they're thought of, right? Like, we want our place. We want to feel like we're a part of, and we want that. We want people to practice that principle of anonymity and give us our place, and so do they, and so do they. Like, so many times, you know, somebody with time just wants to go to a meeting and sit there and not have to say anything, but every time the meeting gets quiet, guess what? Everybody starts looking at the guy or the girl with the most time like, are you gonna are you gonna bless us with all your knowledge? You know? And what and see, we always think about it in terms of we want to be thought of as enough. And a lot of them just wanna be thought of as an addict. Right? Like, you know. And the more you spend time with them, the more you understand that. Like they need the newcomer. We all do. We need the newcomer. We need to have a relationship with them. We need to help them. We need to guide them because we only keep what we have by giving it away. That doesn't change regardless of the amount of time that we got. You know, so uh, I know it's uncomfortable, but go up and talk to them and they're going to blow your mind. They're going to be like, holy shit, this is not, I'm not walking up to A-Rod or Beyonce. This is damn it's another person right like this is just another addict trying to stay clean for a day and um shit you know and i i I always picked i'll tell you who else i like talking to i have always enjoyed talking to the people who've had a bunch of time and ended up going back out like i have surrounded myself with those people um because I think they have the most to offer and teach us about exactly how not to do that, you know, and, and to not pick their brain about the mistakes that they made is damn foolish. You know, I can remember being new and people being like, oh, you don't want to talk to him. That dude had all this time and he went like, what are you talking about? Like, that's exactly who I need to be talking to, you know, and that's the same thing with these guys, you you want to find out how they got time it's because they've been through a whole hell of a lot and they didn't get high over it you can't stay clean 30 plus years and not life not show up time and time again you know so you know i, I i've i've got had the pleasure of of getting to know a bunch of people with a lot of time and they they have always been nothing but respectful and helpful and uh, also willing to show that exactly why they don't need to be on a pedestal, too, right? Like, yeah, yeah. All right, so this is our last question off of the Facebook page. This comes from old Johnny B., he said, why are sponsorship and steps so important to you? Let's start oh, with sponsorship. Man. So, like, what is that? How has that been for you?
2: Man, I,
1: I. I'm three months and seven days in and I've already switched sponsors once. So um, I, uh, I chose somebody uh, who I, I saw something I wanted. Um, then it was quick, quickly revealed to me that maybe it wasn't something that I wanted. And I made a decision to stand up for my recovery and I did something for my recovery and I switched sponsors. And for me, building an intimate relationship with another man has never been my forte, man. You know, um, I, I couldn't get honest with myself, um, uh, for a very long time. And, and, uh, and so to be honest with another person, uh, completely and to tell on myself when I'm having, you know, bad thoughts or not bad thoughts, but just having thoughts, you know, and to be able to, uh, to develop a friend. I mean, it, it, as much as it's a sponsorship, man, it becomes a friendship, um, just with another man. And, uh, today, um, sponsorship is a very important part of my program, uh, I can sit and talk to my sponsor. Yeah. We'll talk program, but we'll talk as, we'll just talk as two dudes as well, man. Just shoot the shit. No, it's not always, it's not always program related. And so I, I feel that I've developed a, a pretty good relationship with my sponsor. And, uh, I feel that, uh, that he's there when I need him. And I've also experienced, um, with my sponsor, that sponsorship is a two way street. Um, there, there's times where, you know i'll call to check on him and he dumps his shit on me like like what he's going through for the day and i don't even have to talk all i all he needed was somebody to listen and uh so being able to develop that kind of relationship um yeah i think it's it's, it's definitely a very it was it's definitely a very intricate and important part of my recovery
2: nick um sponsorship has been a little touchy it has it was it was it was hard to even grasp the concept of being able to eventually talk to another man it has always been easy to talk to females females i can i can talk about anything like i can talk about taking a crap and what that is but but with, with, with me, like, it's just, I, it's always been, it's always been weird. So when, when I got into NA and figured out that this is what I wanted to do, but to do this, you do need to have a, a, another man to hold you on your bullshit. And that's what I needed. Uh, When I first got here and, and my, my counselor. Like I told him, I need I need somebody to call me on my bullshit right now. To say to pick up my big boy pants and uh, you know that you you need to grow up and and you know do this because because I you know I was I, I was kind of you know uh, spoon fed a little bit in in my addiction I I, I was spoon fed so um, so having the sponsor now my sponsor it it took a while it it took a minute it took a minute for me to to get used to them and be able to call them and and even at times now um you know it's not it's not very long but I'm able to I'm able to sit down and talk to them about what has bothered me what really did bother me um I can sit down and talk to talk about the questions and the steps and and my sponsor is 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 ta- he's he's realizing that i am new at this and that it is going to take time for me to get you know comfortable in that it is also a two way street on his part too um and i am respecting and i am understanding of of the process of the sponsor and the sponsorship and the the friendship that that will come with it um but yeah it it just it 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 freaked me out it did freak me out at the very beginning it freaked me out to be able to to first knowing that eventually i'm going to be saying the 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 root of my, you know, my, my, my being being able to get to the roots of my being and telling some, some guy that, you know, maybe a year or two down the line or whatever, you know, um, that, that stuff that, that really freaked me out. But, um, it is, it's, it's, it is a good thing to have a sponsor. You, you do need one you do need one to be able to talk to through stuff because you you, you can't have family members to just tell you what you want to hear or the friends that you, you know used to get high with that will just tell you, eh, don't worry about it, bro. You know, will be all right and shit like that. You know, the sponsor is there to tell you his suggestion to his suggestion and to get out of and to, to show, to shine a light on how to get through what you are getting through in that moment. Um, And that's what my sponsor is doing.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, fellas, I really appreciate you guys coming on here and sharing. You wanna talk about uh <laughs> there's there's not a there's not a whole lot of people who would consider themselves newcomers who would like to come on here and get vulnerable, you know, especially with something that's gonna go out across the country and the world and all that. But I think uh Oh really? Think, oh really. <laughs> hey I had
1: I had ulterior motives, man. I'm doing R and D for my own podcast. Thanks, buddy.
0: Oh, i got you you. no no uh,
1: i appreciate the opportunity i appreciate you asking us man for sure yeah
0: yeah thank you guys so much and all you people who participated on the facebook page uh asking the questions thank you so much you made my job extremely easy today i appreciate that um also like If you didn't know, we do have a Facebook page, the Living Clean Podcast. You can go over and follow us and keep up with all the updates on what's going on with the podcast. And, you know, a lot of times I'll ask for suggestions for upcoming topics and different things that you'd like to discuss. Uh, We're still wrapped up in the middle of these IPs, and that's going to keep us going for a little bit. And we plan to be back uh, next week with another ip uh hopefully we can get to pi and the newcomer uh we're still i'm still working that out uh that that's the plan though we're set to record sunday so hopefully it'll go down and anyways thank you for listening and we'll be back again next week Thank you for joining us on our Living
1: Clean podcast. This is another platform that we can share our message of recovery, which is an addict, any addict, to stop using drugs, lose the desire to use, and find a new way to live. Join
0: that no matter what club. You can contact us through text. The number is 931-306-9364.